It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg. Welcome to our final episode of 2017, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. Do we have to change the world, or is there something else we can shoot for? We'll look at that in our thought of the day. And in our interview segment, Prosperity Authority Randy Gage is back with us, and he'll share wisdom on how we can all make an impact. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. Changing the world is a fairly usual desire for a very unusual happening. I mean, change the world? Alter its fundamental substance or even the way people in the world operate? Pretty difficult thing to do. Though that second part, the way the world operates, does indeed happen from time to time. For example, people such as Mahatma Gandhi and the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, they changed the world in terms of a basic thought process and engineering a movement of freedom through nonviolence. Susan B. Anthony, Lucretia Mott, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and others changed the world in terms of women in society. Lesser-known people such as Ignaz Semmelweis changed the world due to his long-standing battles leading to the way hospitals approach cleanliness and antiseptic procedures, countless lives saved because of him. Signers of the U.S. Declaration of Independence certainly changed the world through their decisions and actions. Certain inventors and their inventions have indeed made a fundamental difference in how society operates, from the steam engine to sewage systems to automobiles. And yes, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs brought the ability to communicate on a massive level to the masses. All of these people and their works did fundamentally change the world. But changing the world is indeed pretty macro. You and I most likely aren't going to change the world to that extent. But here's something we can all do, every single one of us. We can advance the world. We can make the world better through our actions. Because any number of lives we impact through our actions count as an advancement. When you touch a person's life through acknowledging them with a hello or making them feel genuinely good about themselves, you've advanced the world. When you teach others how to do something they didn't previously know how to do, you've advanced the world. When you sell a product or service that provides value to other human beings, you've advanced the world. You've made it better. The bonus is that through your actions, you may have just encouraged them to do the same for others and your impact is exponential. But whether you reach just one person or many, you have advanced the world. You've made an impact we can all make an impact. And making an impact is what Randy Gage is up to these days. And when we come back, he'll show us how we can all begin the process of doing just that. Back with Randy Gage right after this. Let me ask you, would you like to become objection-proof? Would you like to close sales gentler, easier, and more effectively than ever before? Would you like to never again have to discount your prices? Would you like to learn the one thing that motivates every human being to action and the only reason why people ultimately buy? 
Do you want to more effectively than ever before communicate the exceptional value that you provide to your customers and clients? If you answered yes to these questions, then what you want is to learn how to sell the go-giver away. If you'd like to dramatically increase your ability to influence and sell, then check out my one-hour audio program, Selling the Go-Giver Away. For more information, click the link in the show notes. Randy Gage is a great friend of the show and great friend of mine and a thought-provoking critical thinker who will make you approach your business and your life in a whole new way. He's the author of 10 books translated into 25 languages, including the New York Times bestsellers Risky is the New Safe and Mad Genius. He's spoken to more than 2 million people across more than 50 countries and is a member of the Speaker's Hall of Fame. Aside from getting his books, you'll also want to subscribe to his blog and his Prosperity TV YouTube broadcast. All those links and more in the show notes. He also has a major event coming up in February in Fort Lauderdale, which you'll want to learn more about. It's called Tribal. The URL is tribalevent.com. His main website is randygage.com. We'll discuss the event near the end of our interview, and of course, the URL will be in the show notes. Hi, Randy. Hey, great to be with you again. Always great to have you. In fact, before we begin, this is your third time on the podcast. The last time being January 3rd, 2017, where you got the year started off for us on a very high prosperity note. So you're going to end it that way for us as well, if you don't mind. All right, I'm bookending 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Randy, you've been making the point of late in your videos and blogs, which I've noticed that far too many are, as you say, timid in their approach to life, that the world, and I quote, needs you to step into your greatness, be bold, and make an impact. So let's begin with a basic premise, as you and I often do. How do you define impact? I would define it as how it affects the people and the world around you. If you, like an author, can write a book and say, will it be a bestseller? Will the publisher like it? Will they make me money? Those are not what the impact is. The impact is what's going to happen to the people who read it. When we give a speech, we could say, well, am I going to get a standing ovation? No, that isn't what it's about. It's about, okay, is there, are there people in the audience that this is going to make a difference mm-hmm. for them? That they're going to learn a new skill, build belief, gain confidence, do change some behavior that will enhance their lives, make their career better, make their relationships better, or just help make the world a better place because Mm -hmm. of some change that we were able to, which they obviously have to make it themselves, but I mean, if we can inspire them to motivate themselves for something, that's what's making an impact is about to me. Yeah, so in a, in a sense, it's not a, an either or that you're making this impact for yourself or for others. In a sense, you're, you're doing it for both, right? Yeah, because I hope, and I think the kind of people who listen to your podcast, the go-givers, they, they feel this, that they need to challenge themselves that if they're not going after their dreams, if they're not making themselves a little comfortable getting out of their comfort zone uh then they're not it's it's really a crime against the the you know the, the your creator 
that we phone it in or we accept average or we accept mediocrity. And I don't think you can impact others without first impacting yourself. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So let's let's ask the question then, why do you think most people don't have enough impact? Oh, they just bought into the insidious, uh, pervasive, all-inclusive, negative programming that's out there. And we've talked about this in earlier podcasts, when earlier shows of yours, when uh, I had a book, uh, Why You're Dumb, Sick, and Broke, and How to Get Smart, Healthy, and Rich. And the book is all about the the data sphere, organized religion, governments, and all of these entities that program us with limiting beliefs, like money is bad and rich people are evil and it's spiritual to be poor. Uh, People are going to go biblical, right? It's, hey, the meek are going to inherit the earth. Well, if the meek are paying the minimum payments on their credit card every month, they're not going to (laughs) inherit the earth, right? Uh, Because it takes 42 years, 41 years to pay off a credit card if you're paying the minimum payment. And that's just, it's interest rates that the mafia would be ashamed to charge, right? So uh, there's there's a place for humility. There's a place for uh, measurement. But uh, timidity, I don't think, serves us. I think people have to and and so your question why don't they do that because it gets beat out of them it gets beat out of them in the first grade when they're showing creativity and they sit down be quiet right how many times Mm -hmm. our parents Mm -hmm. and our coaches and teach don't touch that be still don't make noise stop bothering me right so it starts with stuff like that and then it grows just goes up in the teen years adult years uh you know, I lived in Australia for about five years. They have a, they call it the tall poppy syndrome down there, which is, hey, the the tallest flower is going to be the first one that gets cut. So you don't want to be the tallest wow. flower. Right? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, don't stick your head above the cubicle. It's better to just don't be noticed. And, um, and a lot of it, is, some of it is evil and meant to control you, but Honestly, most of it is well-meaning people. Right. right. Yeah, who who tell you, well, well, let's. What about if we make your goals a little more? Can we make them more realistic? Re- right. 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 Because right? when is when is the last time a breakthrough was ever achieved that began with a realistic goal? <laughs> and the answer is never. Right. So, okay, so now uh, the person listening says, okay, Randy, you, you sold me. I, I get that. Uh, I'm not not willing to play small anymore. I'm ready. I want to make an impact. How do they begin? What's the first step? Find the passion in your life, the thing you want to make an impact with, and that could be coaching a little league team. It could be working with uh, developmentally disabled kids. It could be writing the great American novel. It could be composing an opera. It could be the the first person who lands on Mars with Elon Musk. It, it could be the first person who rides in the Hyperloop. It could be the 
lady who creates the cure for cancer. I mean, there's, it's not for me to judge. It's not for me to, uh, or anyone to do that for mm -hmm. anyone else, right? It's all about, hey, what is this thing that I'm passionate about? What, where, where do I think I could make a difference? Where do I feel called to make a difference? Uh, you know, that's such an important thing, isn't it? Where you feel called, because so often you hear about, well, we need this and we need that. And that's, and that's fine. And that's certainly worthy to, to look at. But if, but if it's not something that you feel strongly about, you're probably not going to, to really put that heart into it. Yeah, because there are things that like marketing, right? I'm really brilliant at copywriting and direct. Yes, yes, you are. Things like that, right? And and so I could teach that and make more of an impact, but but that isn't really what I choose to do. I'd rather be on a bigger stage and be speaking to political leaders and organizational leaders and CEOs and uh, journalists and people like that who have these bigger ripples of, of influence and impact and help them get out their message more. Cause I feel like that's a bigger mission for me than mm -hmm. something, even though I can do the, the simpler stuff or the smaller stuff a lot easier, right? I mean, I can, there's things that you and I and everybody listening on this show can phone in that we're great at, but, Again, if we're not challenging ourselves, I don't think we really challenge other people. And mm -hmm. making an impact is is gr figuratively grabbing someone by the lapels and shaking them around a little and saying, hey, come on. You know we can do better. We can reach higher. We can do more. Now, earlier this year, I was about to say last year, but officially it's just earlier this year, I asked you about the role of excuses in regards to one's success. Um, we know that that's a big part of it, but how, how big a part do excuses play in someone not making the kind of impact they can, they can potentially make? And just as importantly, how can we recognize those excuses, because I'm sure I do it, when we're making them so that they don't control us? You have to recognize there's a great excuse not to do everything. Anything that's meaningful, anything that's epic, anything that's magnificent, extraordinary, game-changing, world-breaking, world-beating, those are all, there's always 10,000 reasons, good reasons, logical reasons, rational reasons why we shouldn't do it, right? There's, mm -hmm. I mean, come on, it was crazy to say we should put a man on the moon. That's irrational, illogical Right. I, I mean, mm -hmm. just any great achievement of humankind, it's easy to say that. And it's it's just like it's it, it's so easy to quit when you go on a diet, when you start a workout program, when you start to write a book, when you're uh, creating an organization or a nonprofit and you'd like to launch a movement. There's just so many great reasons to quit because. Again, those are it's the realistic argument. Like, mm -hmm. how can one person really change the world? Well, uh, you know, I've been blessed. I've spoken to more than two million people around the world, and and I think I've been able to create some amazing impact with that. But I also recognize that I can create an impact when I'm speaking to twenty people, not ten thousand. And I do, right? I sometimes I. Uh, 
because I was a, a teenage alcoholic, teenage drug addict. I was in jail when I was 15 years old. So when I get an opportunity, I speak at, at jails or, you know, organizations for at-risk youth and things. So I could have 15 kids in there and create more impact than when I speak to 10,000 people in an arena. Because if I got the right message for the right kid that, that says, wow, you know what? He turned his life around and I that means I can turn my life around too. And if it worked for him, it's it's got a shot of working for me and they get that belief and they go with it. I mean, that's where it's all about at the end of the day. In in your last few books, you've written a lot about the world changing, evolving. Does that make it easier or or actually harder today for someone to make an impact? It is so much more dramatically easier to make an impact now. It's so much and a bigger, bolder, better impact. Because uh, I I was just reading the the, uh, uh, you guys listening, we're, we're recording this just after the opening week or two of Justice League uh, movie came out, the Batman, Wonder Woman, you know, ensemble cast thing. So I'm reading on, I think it was Forbes.com about, uh, you know, is Justice League going to lose $50 million was the headline of the story. And, and then the story goes on to say that the movie might only make 400 or $500 million. Oh, uh. And so it's very possible the studio could lose $50 million on that. <laughs> <laughs> so think about this. When, when we're talking about a studio can spend three or $400 million to make a movie, right? Mm-hmm. But yet you can, for every one of those, there is that Blair Witch Project that some guy shoots on a, iPhone or a camcoder or something with herky jerky camera movements, natural autier, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody today can be a filmmaker. Everybody today could be a documentary maker. Everybody today can publish a book. They can create a blog. They can start a YouTube channel. They can, what, I mean, there are Pinterest pages that get millions of views. There are YouTube channels. I mean, there are people on YouTube that they don't maybe, they're not as famous as somebody on CNN or, or Fox or ABC or CBS, but they have more viewers on their shows. I mean, a, a, a good show on CNN with a big viewership might have 2 million people. Uh, watch it. The you know the average TV show in the big networks, the broadcast legacy networks, they'll have four million, six million, good night, ten million viewers of their weekly show. There are people who put out YouTube shows every week that have twenty million views, thirty million views, and they're doing them at home on a smartphone, and they do their own editing. So I mean. The the cost of tech, I mean, and it, like I have a YouTube channel, you know, because you see the shows every week. I call it Prosperity TV. I put up a show every Monday. I film it holding my $400 or $500, whatever my iPhone 7 cost me. Um, that 
camera in that phone is an HD camera that the equivalent of that 15 years ago cost $250,000 for that camera. That's what it cost 15 years ago. Literally, and that's not making it up. You know you were a broadcaster. Those kind of cameras were a quarter of a million dollars. And now now a few hundred dollars. Four, three billion people around the world have one that they spent a few hundred dollars for. So the, the barriers to entry are no longer there. You can go out and make an extraordinary impact with social media, the internet, and just mobile apps and all of this wild and crazy technology that just develops more and more every week. Okay, I want to I get to something impactful because I know this is going to be impactful. You have a, an event coming up in February. It's called Tribal. Would you uh, tell us about that? That is the work of my lifetime, <laughs> uh, culminating, I feel. It's, I just, it's something I've been thinking about for years and uh, began a few times and then finally and bringing it to fruition now. I wanted to create uh, an event like nobody has ever done before. Four days long, morning to night, deep dive, information, dense case studies, hot seats, everything about making an impact, building tribes. It's called tribal uh, because it's about building tribes to make an impact. And so uh, it will be New York Times bestselling authors and speakers and seminar leaders and uh, consultants and coaches, uh, political leaders, YouTubers, uh, people who run nonprofits, anybody who really wants to become a thought leader or is a thought leader and wants to expand their reach. That's what the event is about. It's really just, uh, and we're going to look at everything, creating content, developing your message, developing your intellectual property, how to, and a lot on, on how you monetize it because people can't lose sight of the fact that you can write, you know, to monetize, you got to be able to promote and market and bring your bring your work to the attention of the public. Because if you write an amazing book, but nobody reads it, what's the point? If you develop an incredible video or write an amazing opera and nobody gets to experience it, we didn't make an impact. So it's it, you got to know how to monetize it, how to get it out there, how to get the world to notice it and and become the definitive expert in your space or become the the website that everybody in that space goes to or the YouTube channel that everybody in that area watches every day or every week. Uh, so it's really uh, an event I'm just so excited to do because it's going to show people how they can really co-create the universe, build a tribe, get their work out there, and make an extraordinary impact. Randy Gage is author of books including New York Times bestsellers Risky is the New Safe and Mad Genius. He's a member of the Speaker's Hall of Fame. Be sure and subscribe to his Prosperity blog and Prosperity TV YouTube channel. All that in the show notes. And check out his event coming up in February. It's called Tribal to be held in Fort Lauderdale, 
FloridaTribalEvent.com in the show notes as well. Randy, again, thank you so much and have a fantastic 2018. Thank you, Bob. Everybody who's listening, happy new year and let's rock it. Main takeaway I receive from Randy is that it doesn't matter who we are, where we've been, or what we've done in the past. We can all, in our own unique way, make an impact. How do you plan to begin making an impact in 2018? Please feel free to write to me at bobatberg.com and let me know. We might even share your email on an upcoming program. Remember, the Go-Giver makes an excellent gift to those in your life in order to help them lead better, sell more, and touch the lives of more people in positive and significant ways. Visit thegogiver.com and check out the expanded edition of the book. And while you're there, check out John David Mann's and my follow-up parable, The Go-Giver Leader. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review, and your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. Again, this is our final episode for 2017. However you and yours celebrate the holiday season, I wish you peace and many blessings and look forward to being with you again in early 2018. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.